Welcome to Straight Fire Moms Podcast. This is Melvina, and we're without Cheryl today. Um, so we had such a good uh, conversation last time with some of our uh, moms. One of them is a, a married mom now, and we were talking about uh, the transition of being a single mother to being a married mother. And she was helping us to understand some things and what that looks like. We have questions that are coming in and we just want to continue the conversation. So we hope, hopefully if you send a question in, we're going to be able to answer that on this podcast. So welcome everybody. Hi everybody. Thanks for coming back. All right. So um, what I want to do, if you don't mind, Patrice, can you read to us? You last time you read to us what a definition of a mom is according to I think you googled it, but to see what that definition says because it's good. It's just good because a lot of us, I'm sure, didn't even ever look at that. It says a single parent is a person who has a child or children but does not have a spouse or living partner to assist in the upbringing or support of the child. Thank you. And I also want to add, because I'm sure there's single, a lot of single moms want to be married, right? And these are just things that, questions that you have. Anytime there's anything that you've not experienced before, uh, you want to know. Or if you've experienced it before, sometimes you want to know how somebody else did it. So that if you go around, this, if you get this opportunity again. So thank you. And Keisha, can you um, give us some a little bit more insight on some of the things that uh, your your challenges that your children are, are you had uh, in adjusting to the new person in the household, you know, and 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 that's involved in every aspect of what's being done. Um, I would say the biggest thing was the respect of what he says, and another thing that most people don't probably think of is he going to be called by his name? Mm. Is he going to be called dad? Is he going to be called stepdad? You know, yeah. <laughs> that's a debate that I don't even think we think about in our head. You know, how does he want to be addressed? How are the kids comfortable? Is there a middle ground? Because I have some kids who call my husband dad, and I have some kids who call him by his name. Okay. And so it really depends on that and coming to a middle ground. But I have friends who I know were single moms and they got married that their child wouldn't even uh, acknowledge the man. They'll be like, like they just started in the middle of sentence. They'll be like, can you hand me that? Can you take me here? Like they didn't even acknowledge yeah. him as a person at all. Mm-hmm. And so in that, so I would say that um, the respect as far as the decision-making, which we as the moms hold the strength in that because if we back our husbands and we stand firm, then that will begin to show them that we are unified. Because if not, just like any kids, this is something that even if you're married with kids together, if they see weakness, oh, they're going for the weakness. Yes. And a lot of there tends to be a weakness with blended families, a single mom getting married, because they're used to you having their back and you know their decisions. And so immediately out the door building that hey we're on the same team if he said no it's no we're not working driving trying to go around that and it's funny Lynette said that on the last episode we had one car and it was horrible it was just so horrible it was so horrible give us an example 
he had got rich like he had just got like his car got totaled or whatever or whatever when we had got married so then it was my car so i'm like this is my car i want to go where i need to go i want to do what i want to do yeah <laughs> so it's rough yeah it was rough so bad at one point i wouldn't even let him drive my car i was like i'm driving, oh. I'm driving my car this is my car this, this is mine 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 so yeah, it, it goes there over the vehicle. Wow, it, it gets rough. I remember, <laughs> it was, I remember with um, with uh, with the kid's stepdad, it was like pulling teeth sometimes. It was because we were like the Brady bunch. I mean, my kids lived with us full times, but his kids were the weekend kids, right? So yeah, we were just everywhere. And then and then you know something about inside of us that want our children to get used to comfortable enough to call him dad. You know what I mean? But the kids be pulling away from right. it. The kids don't be people that want to do that. They don't know him like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, read to us one of the questions that someone had asked. Um, one question would be, how do I become dependent after being independent for so long? Basically, how she going to submit <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when she ain't used to submitting to nobody but herself? Uh... Honestly, I would say, and this is so like cliche, it starts with being able to submit to God because your husband will never be able to do more for you than God can do. And so if you can't do what God tells you to do, what God asks you to do, and he taking care of you and making sure you got it and all of that, there's no way in this world that you'll be able to submit to your husband. Now, practically, because I'm, I'm still working through it. I'm still, I'm almost five years in. I'm still working through it. It's a process. Like, every day you have to make a decision to come into agreement. Every day you have to tell yourself, it's not just you. You're not independent. And it's just even in small things, like, we'll get groceries. And I'll be like, okay. Be like, you need help? I got this. I'm grabbing five, six bags. And he's looking like, so used to being why are you doing it? You don't have to do that. Let me, you know, I'm here for this reason. I'm over picking up heavy boxes and moving stuff. He's like, you don't realize there's a man here. Let me be a man. You don't have to be a man. And so it's constantly like telling yourself, you have help. You have help. And it's not temporary help. Because I think when we're dating a lot of the time, especially when we're dating and we've dated for a long time, it's like, we got help, but then that help is gone. So then it's like, I don't want to depend on you because you're not going to be here for real. You might be gone tomorrow. So, And so just really in your mind saying, this is permanent. I have permanent help. We in this together. And I would say uh, a good checkpoint before you say I do is if you don't trust his judgment, don't marry him. Like, don't marry him. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes we're so blinded. We so in love and we so excited about this, you know, this relationship or whatever, and the ideal of getting married or whatever. All a lot of other stuff that we need to be paying attention goes clear, clear out right right past us, you know? It does. Like then. That's how we on fire. You're like, yeah. I hope so. No. <laughs> right. It's burning, sis. Run away. So no. what would be some of the um rec- what would you recommend for someone who's entering into a and even the you know what if you don't mind me interjecting here even not just uh keisha not just uh because this is a christian 
program, true enough, but not just because as other people that don't profess to be Christians. So women and single moms in general, some of this stuff, you know, people just need to know how to look at this, you know, what's best. I would say um, an easy way that can help you prepare and it can go whether you're in God or not God. I would say, how do you respond when your picture tells you to do something you don't like? Do you roll your eyes? Do you uh, do you do all that extraness or do you genuinely, okay, you can use that as a gauge to let you know how submitted can you be. A lot of times in our minds, we get more submitted than we are. And there are things all around us that shows us that we're not, you know, when, how do we interact with our elderly? How do we interact with our, our parents? You know, if you don't have respect for the people in your life who were there prior, who took care of or respect the older generation that have come before you that has wisdom, if you're not already putting those respect levels in place, when you get a husband, it's just going to be like, that's just another person. That's just another person giving me their opinion, but I don't have to follow. And so I would definitely say um, affirmation, affirming yourself and saying, you know, letting yourself know it won't always be like this. Um, you know, saying that I want to commit, I, I want to be a submitted wife and just really embedding that in your brain how prior to you even getting to the title or the place of being a wife. Of course, we're not submitting to boyfriends and things like that, I but there are everyday practical <laughs> situations where you can see how submitted because we're, we're called to submit to more than just our spouse. We're submitted to, you know, the authority over us. We're submitted to our leadership. We're submitted to, you know, our parents to a certain degree. And so there's a lot of areas where you can actually work on being submitted and committed in that way without having an actual spouse there. Um, so we have a question from Brittany. So Brittany, you, can you ask your question? Brittany, can you ask All right. your question? How long did you date your husband? Were you dating your husband before he became your Oh, girl. You know what <laughs> Because I got a follow-up question after, so I just... Um, my husband is actually one of those rare people who he said from the moment that he met me, God told him I was his wife. He didn't have no questions, he didn't have no... So we met probably in the end of October sometime, and then we didn't talk for like a month or whatever. Like he was harassing me, like bothering me for like a month or two or whatever. And then... um. In December, I was finally like, okay, sir, what is really going on? And um, so we met officially in October. We went out on our first, like, quote, unquote, I don't say date, but on Christmas, it was either Christmas or Christmas Eve. So that was December. We got engaged in, like, January 29th, and we got married in August. Oh, wow. Okay, and so when, as you were dating, did you implement him meeting your kids, or was that always in the beginning? Like, uh, your... for me, um, he met them immediately, but it was because I had a word from God, and that was just me personally, and so I knew. I had been in prior relationships where I had dated people for a year or two, 
and they hadn't met my kids. Very particular about who I allowed around my kids. Right. And it really comes down to um, how do you feel about people meeting your kids, and you know where do you feel like your your relationship is going? Because for me, I didn't have a question. It was I know I'm going to marry this man. I know we're going to get married soon. These kids need to know and be on board. I need to see how he interacts with them. I need to see how the kids feel with him because this is something that's moving forward. If we have problems or issues, we need to have time to work through these things as much as possible and figure it out. That is so good, if I don't mind saying, because uh, first of all, that that was a blessing that you knew, right? Um, because what I heard you say when you said you knew, then I heard you say it was so it wasn't even a question about, you know, are we going to be doing this family? It was about how do we need to get on board with this? How do we make me to, to work this out ahead of time? So I love that. That's that's good. And then yeah. thank you for that. But for that question, too, um, because uh, one of the questions that we had was that is it was uh, the same thing. You know, it says so, uh, you know. Were you sure this is the person for you one? And they asked, um, were you ready for marriage? Do you think you were ready for marriage when, when even when all this took place? Um, I was ready. I was so ready. Like I was the over spiritual person ready. I was so ready to the point that um, probably, I would say like two or three months prior to meeting my husband, God had given me this weird revelation, right? So me and the kids and I was in the car and I was like, your stepdad is right here. Your dad is right here. So we're like driving in the car. So nobody could sit up front because that was reserved for dad. Even though he wasn't there, he couldn't sit there. When we had dinner, there was a plate on the table for, for dad. This is dad's spot, this is dad. And so we would be on the phone driving home and we'll be making folks fake phone calls. And you know, our kids are invested in what we're in. So I'm on the phone fake talking to them. They in the back arguing about who's going to talk to this fake person on the phone. Next. <laughs> That's a preparation, speaking things of existence. <laughs> yes. And um, so prepared but a lot of things that I need to work on for myself I already worked on I had already been in a place where I had been um abstinent for years on it mm -hmm. so I had already taken care of that perversion and, and that part of my life I was submitted to leadership you know I was you know doing the things that God had called me to do and I had the desire and I was going through the process so you know getting wisdom as much as possible about being a wife mm -hmm. um reading books, going to counseling, all of that stuff to prepare me. I was definitely ready to get married. Was I ready necessarily for him? Not so much. We got engaged. Listen, I got three different rings. Because <laughs> in that short period of time, I gave him his ring back three, like, no, three different rings. So each time. And so even though he knew and I knew, it was still a process we had to work through. It was still things we had to deal with and things we had to figure out. And so even in that knowing process, there's still things you still have to process through to actually get to that finish line. So it still came down to the same thing. We didn't know when, but we knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I love the preparation part because the thing about it is it's so true. It's not just a cliche. You have to be happy with you. You have to be happy with yourself, happy within your life, right? Before, you know, and all this other stuff, they say preparing yourself, like a man has to prepare himself, a woman does too, right? Before we can uh, right. call ourselves, uh, so because you ain't going to submit to no man if you ain't submitted to God, like you said, you're not going to, 
you know, not right. You'll you'll submit enough to, to go through the wedding and have the pretty dress to do the, the all the you know outward stuff, right? But what about yeah, the wedding yeah, right? But then when you but then when you get married, it's a whole different story because you didn't have yourself prepared and healed and delivered and all those things that we have to do, you know. But I I just thank the Lord because now if you're if you are uh, in a position where you are prepared. You know, you you know now you're just loving on God. God's loving on you, and you know you happy and content with His will and things. When you're getting like that, and and then that person presents himself to you, or God presents it to you, how, however the Lord sees fit, um, it's just it, it it shouldn't be a hard task at that point. You know what I mean? Uh, when I say hard, it's still gonna be dip now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you, know, you can say it's some stuff that don't you won't even know about right until later. But the point I'm making don't even. Now, you'll be like, where that came from? Right. You, you didn't see that? When we went to marriage counseling, you think that was something we should have mentioned? Like, you, you didn't think that was something we need to know up front? Like, uh, it's, you, you're going to get caught off guard regardless. So we have another uh, question. Patrice uh, wants to ask us a question. Are you a question, Patrice? Um, it was a question in the group. Okay. Um, it was, I think this will probably be, yeah, it is, how do you surrender to marriage after being divorced? Oh, we come back to that question. Um, come back to that. Okay. Can we come back to that question? Because that is a that is. Don't you agree, Keisha? That's going to probably. Uh, we need to go a little depth in that, right? You think? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so can we ask another quick question before we have to end? So, because I'm so glad that we we have more to talk about. So you guys are going to come back, right? <laughs> so, yes. do we of have? Course. So, Patrice, anyone? Do we have another question that may not be as lengthy? of an answer um, that we might want to ask before we end today? Uh, well, maybe we'll just you, go ahead. Okay. Did you have any father wounds that may have affected the way you entered into your relationship? Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I see them all the time in my marriage, actually. Um, I think a lot of times you don't realize how deep those those father mother wounds are until you're forced to be around someone and they smoke out everything. And so what I realized is a lot of the things that I saw my dad do that I didn't like or I didn't want, I have a fear of that in my own marriage. And in my husband, even if he don't even show the same qualities, I'd be like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, because it's what I've seen is what's programmed in my mind. And so, um, in short, yeah, it is there. And it's something that you have to be mindful of because there's going to be wounds and stuff that are going to come forth. And you have to make sure that you have someone that's willing to go through the process with you because there's going to be numerous processes that you're going to have to work through numerous deliverances and it's going to be hard if you have someone who don't care who's not supportive who's just going to do what they want to do and don't care how that affects you it's going to damage you more yeah like taking advantage of your situation because you know they know they may know you're dealing with this right but if they don't love you enough and be willing enough right they're going to like dig that hole deeper for one because you love them so that's yeah, that's something. It's something because when when it comes to marriage, listen, you know, we could either like they say, either make or break 
the situation, you know? We can, and that's both parties. Yeah. So ladies, this has been wonderful. I appreciate you so much. Um, so we will be back next time, right? Uh, to continue this conversation. And, and I appreciate all these questions because these are things that single moms want to know. You know, they want to know, um, you know, the hows and the whys and, you know, are they on the right path? So, that, so they can think about, are they on the right path? What else do they need to do? You know, how should they approach this? All these things are so great. So I appreciate it. All right, ladies. So thank you guys for listening to Straight Fire Moms. Uh, this is a single mother support group. If you have any questions, please, you can email them to straightfiremoms.com. You also could um, ask, uh, send a message through the message portion of the podcast. But until next time, thanks for listening. This is Straight Fire Moms, where we learn and we grow.